Our scripture reading this evening comes from Luke chapter 2, verse 1 through 20. Hear this most familiar passage during this Christmas time. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration that was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as that had been told them. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. It is the most amazing story ever told in my opinion. That God became man and dwelt with us. That the creator of heaven and earth broke through time and space and was born as an infant. It's quite hard to fathom, in fact. But that's what the story tells us. Christmas changes everything. It messes with our lives. The question is, will we see the miracle among the mess? Chances are, as you were getting ready to come to this service, you might have been trying to uh, do a thousand things to get here on time. Prepping dinner, prepping, uh, getting ready uh, for family, rushing to get here on time. In the mess of our lives, it is easy to get distracted by all the things around us and for us to miss the miracle. I want us to not miss the miracle among the mess of our lives. But Christmas... Hear this, Christmas is the story of God's salvation for us in Jesus Christ. That's the miracle. And the way in which this birth took place is a miracle in itself. It didn't happen with the typical fanfare when the birth of a king was announced. No, rather it took place in the everyday mess of life. And again, I want us to hear this story. In Luke It says that in the days of Emperor Augustus, a decree went out that a census should be taken. Emperor Augustus, his birth name was Gaius Octavius. 
He was born in 63 BC. He is often referred to as the first emperor of Rome, but that is sometimes debated because of the politics of the time. It's just that, politics. So sorting through who is first, uh, not important to our story. But we do know quite a bit about Augustus. He was five feet, seven inches tall. And some said that he was handsome. It is said that he kept a piece of seal skin in his pocket at all times in order to protect himself from lightning. I didn't know seal skin could protect you from lightning, but apparently he was deathly afraid of lightning. His mother was the niece of Julius Caesar. And when Caesar was declared a god of the Roman state, Augustus became a son of God. Emperor Augustus, stately, the founder of the peace of Rome. That's how many saw him. But who was Augustus really? He was a bloodthirsty tyrant. That's who he was. He was an ancient Adolf Hitler. Yes, he wanted peace. The peace he sought was brutal, though. So when Luke writes that in the days of Emperor Augustus, he's not just helping us locate when these events took place, but he's also reminding us of the state of the affairs of the world and what is going on in Rome. It was a messy time in history. Augustus was dead set on cleaning up messes. But the peace he sought, as I said, was brutal and messy. And Augustus wants a head count. Can you think of anything more exciting and thrilling than to count all the people in a country? Doesn't that sound awesome? Yeah, no. I I can't imagine anything worse than a census to be taken. Here, Caesar wants to uh, disrupt everyone's life in order for him to know how many people he rules. Now, I think it's hard for us to understand how difficult and disruptive this would have been, a census of the state. But believe me, no one was wanting to do this. For everyone was required to go back to their ancestral home and register. Again, it would be like today if you got a letter in the mail from the DMV and it said you had to renew your license and get a new picture taken. But as if that wasn't bad enough, you can't go to the nearest DMV. You have to go to the DMV, Department of Motor Vehicle, to where your great-grandfather was born. For me, that would have been either Kansas or Virginia, right? So you can imagine what a nightmare this was for the people. As they're saying, we have to do what? We have to go where? And so this wasn't just to get in your car and go trip. This was a disrupt your life trip to go register. What a mess. And in the midst of this world, in the midst of the politics of the time, and in the midst of the upheaval, A nobody couple from a backwater town in the corner of the Roman Empire have to go to Bethlehem to register for the census. Let's read it again. It says this. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary to whom he was engaged and who was expecting a child. 
While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Wow. How does Luke do it? He just recorded the greatest miracle of all time in just four lines, in four verses. These four verses are proof that a man wrote this text and not a woman. Right? Yeah, exactly. Because if a woman wrote this text, it would have been a lot longer. And it would have filled in the details of what actually took place, right? Yeah, there would have been a lot more details. What's amazing is all that is left out of these four lines. We have to fill in the gaps. Luke almost makes it sound like it was no big deal. It was no big deal. But have you ever traveled by foot or donkey around 100 miles? while you're nine months pregnant, to then find that when you get to the city, there is literally no place to shelter because everyone is there to register for the census. And the text says that there is no room in the inn. Now, this isn't like your Motel 6 or Holiday Inn. Rather, when the text says there's no place in the inn, it is literally saying there is no room in the guest room in any home. Because there would always be an extra space in every home for visitors and family to sleep. But there is no space in any home. So Mary gives birth to a baby in the shelter of a stable. Can you imagine that? Your child literally being born in a barn. But most likely, as we talk about this barn, it was, it was most likely a cave. Or even the homes of the time were built in a fashion where the first floor was where you kept the animals. And you slept on the second floor or on the roof if the weather was good. And so here she is on the first floor where all the animals are kept. And as Kim reminded us, what's in a barn? In a manger that Jesus was laid in, it was probably made of stone, not wood. If you've been to the area, there's not a lot of wood there. There is a lot of stone. The king of the world born in a stable, laid in a manger. Can you picture it? The miracle among the mess. But here's the thing. I like how Luke records the miracle. Because too often we focus on the mess of life and we forget the miracle. Too often we get distracted by all the other things around us and we forget the miracle. We focus on the inconveniences and the struggle. And we miss out on the biggest miracle to ever occur. So I want to read again the angels' announcements to the shepherds. Do not be afraid. For see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you when you will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. You know, if your life is a mess, don't be afraid. Don't be anxious. Don't worry about those things. You're in good company. For I bring you a message of great joy. Our Messiah, Jesus, the Savior, is born. God is with us. God is with us in the midst of life in the messes of our life. 
we are reminded this night that Jesus has saved us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.